You're listening to Doctrine and Duty, podcast of Brian Ray, Senior Pastor of Alexander Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia, where biblical theology meets everyday Christian life. Good day to you, beloved. Greetings. Welcome back to another episode of Doctrine and Duty. Brian Ray here. It's great to be back with you all. Had a little bit of a uh, procedure. Uh, I was out for a week, but hey, back. So praise the Lord. Listen, we are in the middle of the, the Say What series, and you know there have been lots of little um, subtitles, common statements believers make that they never should. Hey, Christian, why in the world would you ever say that? How bad doctrine negatively shapes our conversations. Stop. Don't say that ever again. He said that. Are you kidding me? Well, folks... I'm going to add another one to the lineup. This one, uh, you folks down south will be real excited to hear this one. This one is, uh, well, shut my mouth. Yeah, that one. So, are you ready for the next phrase that believers should never make? Are you ready for it? I've heard it a ton. Uh, I hear it in churches or amongst Christians. And again, these are things Christians say, so you probably wouldn't hear it outside of Christendom, but you do sometimes. But here it is. You ready? Let me tell you something, people. God showed up today. Hmm. God showed up. Take a moment and just let that sink in. God showed up. The showing up, if you would, of God is a secular way to describe a theophany. But really and truly, it's it's not. Not at all a good way to, to describe a theophany. Theophany is a, a visible manifestation of God. Uh, it happened in the Old Testament. It happened early on in the New Testament. After that, no more. This is no longer how God has chosen to reveal himself since the ascension of Christ slash conversion of Saul Paul as uh, there was a vision somewhat of Christ uh, by the Apostle Paul. Uh, it's a secular way to describe a powerful working of God in one's life. I think that's what people normally mean when they say God showed up. Uh, a secular way, by the way, both definitions, I'm giving you a secular way to let you know this is not a good definition. This is not a good phrase. A secular way to describe a powerful working of God in one's life or in the life of the church. But it's a terrible phrase. It's a horrible phrase. Christians, pastors even, you're leading your people. Stop saying it. It's awful. Why? Why would I say such a thing? Why would I run the risk of hurting the feelings of dear loved ones. Why is it a terrible phrase that should never be uttered by God's faithful children? Number one, and this is only a two-point message here. Okay, number one, because God is omnipresent. One of the fundamental doctrines, uh, tenets of theology, is the omnipresence of God. And by the way, those are closely linked to the omniscience of God and the omnipotence of God. Omniscience, omniscience, all knowledge, all knowing. Omnipotence, all strength, all power, all powerful. Omnipresence is the presence of Almighty God. So uh, this phrase, uh, God showed up in question, diminishes this glorious doctrine. So, so what do we mean when we speak of God's omnipresence specifically? that God is present everywhere at all times. Uh, what we mean is that there is not a place or time where or when He is not. What we mean by His omnipresence is that His divine presence encompasses the entire universe at all times. So obviously it includes both space and time, or as people usually say it, time and space. So, 
What does the Bible have to say about the omnipresence of God? Great question. Glad you asked. Psalm 113, 4 through 6. Are you ready for it? Here we go. The Lord is high above all nations and his glory above the heavens. Who is like the Lord our God who is seated on high? Who looks far down on the heavens and the earth? Uh, skipping a few pages or so, we're moving along to Psalm 139, which is one of, I guess it would be, the premier passage of uh, the omnipotence, I'm sorry, the omnipresence of Almighty God. Sometimes we can get those confused, can't we? Psalm 139. Where shall I go from your spirit? Psalm 139, 7 through 10. Where shall I go from your spirit, or where shall I flee, flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take my, the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. Very interesting, very good stuff. And so there you have it. All right, so uh, a great passage uh, indeed. Uh, moving right along to the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 15 and verse number 3. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, keeping watch on the evil and on the good. Uh, so another good um, passage of Scripture for God's omnipresence. And again, closely linked to His omniscience as well. Uh, so there you have it. Uh, Isaiah 66. So we're moving to the book of Isaiah, uh, the prophets. The last book of the book of Isaiah, chapter 66, verse 1. The Lord's, Thus says the Lord, the Lord says, Heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. What is the house that you would build for me? What is the place of my rest? Basically, um, the Lord's informing us that He cannot be housed. <laughs> he is, He is omnipresent. Uh, the Book of Jeremiah, chapter twenty-three. Uh, let's see, twenty-three, twenty-three. That makes sense, right? 23, 23 through twenty-four. Am I a God at hand? Declares the Lord. And not a God far away? Can a man hide himself in secret places so that I cannot see him, declares the Lord? Do I not feel heaven and earth, declares the Lord? So uh, a very powerful uh, passage of Scripture. Um, Job 34, 21 is another one. Colossians 1, 17. Uh, linking with his omniscience uh, would be Acts 17. Uh, we'll use that one, and then that'll be it for this uh, portion for... Uh, the scriptural teachings on omnipresence. So Acts 17, and in Acts 17, um, we have Paul, uh, who is in the midst of this arena-type thing called the Areopagus, uh, addressing the men of Athens. And in this he says, the God, verse 24, the God who made the world and everything in it, being Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by man, nor is he served by human hands, as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath, and everything, and it, it goes on like that. So, uh, a very powerful testament to the omnipresence of God. So, I would say this, God never shows up. God never shows up because He's never gone. He's never missing. He's, not, he's never sleeping. He's never MIA. He's never unavailable. He's never checked out. Hebrews 13, 5 he promises, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And by the way, that's not just in Hebrews 13, 5. It's found about four or five times in the Bible, at least three times in the Old Testament, at least once in the New Testament. So 
Why is God showed up a terrible phrase that should never be uttered by God's faithful children? Because God is omnipresent, and God never shows up because he's never gone anywhere. Number two, why is it a terrible phrase that should never be uttered by God's faithful children? Because Satan shows up. What? Are you kidding me? Whoa, what's going on here? That's some pretty strong words. Well, um... I try not to say strong words unless they are Bible words. Um, It's Satan who does the showing up. Uh, Let's go all the way back to one of the oldest books in the Bible, the book of Job. Um, In Job chapter 1, verse 6, There was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. The Lord said to Satan, From where have you come? Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro on the earth and from walking up and down on it. Hmm. Same thing in chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. Again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them to present himself before the Lord. And the Lord said to Satan, From where have you come? Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro on the earth and from walking up and down on it. God is omnipresent. Satan is not. So who is the one who's gone for a while and shows up from time to time? Satan, his demons, etc. Uh, what about the yeah? What about the New Testament? What does the New Testament have to say? Hey, let's let's start with the first book of the New Testament, the book of Matthew, the first gospel, chapter four. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting forty days and forty nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came to him and said to him, "If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread." Satan came to him because he wasn't near him; he was somewhere else. Because Satan is. Um, confined to time and space, God is not. God is omnipresent. So God doesn't show up. Satan does. Um, One of the most clear passages uh, expressing this fundamental truth that I think you all are are understanding now, and I can sense the excitement in your ears as you're listening to this podcast. You're thinking, man, he's nailing it this time. I'm so glad he's Speaking with such passion, well, I will tell you, words matter and words count. And I am so tired of believers messing up our testimony by saying silly, piddly things that are not so. First Peter chapter 5 and verse 8, be sober-minded, be watchful. Uh, your adversary the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. To, de- to devour. <laughs> to devour. Now, look, we're 10 minutes in. There's no way I'm going to redo this. So you're just having to, gonna, uh, you know, take it with my errors and all of that. <laughs> so, yeah, resist him, firm in your faith. Uh, so Satan is not there, but then he gets there and he shows up and he's trying to devour people because he's been somewhere else trying to devour people. He can't be everywhere at the same time devouring people. It doesn't work that way. So, what shall we do? Where is our duty? Embrace the doctrine of God's omnipresence. Worship and praise God for His omnipresence. And reject the mamby-pamby, mushy, weak, degenerate, lazy, liberal, demonic phrase called, God showed up. Hey, what a great time we've had. Love you guys. Appreciate you a ton. So thankful that you're able to tune in to this week's podcast. Join us here in person or on Facebook live stream, YouTube, and lots of other ways, I'm sure. Alexander Baptist Church, uh, we'd love to have you on Wednesdays at 6.30, and um, Sundays at 10 o'clock for worship, Sunday evenings at 6 p.m. All right, well, listen, love you guys, appreciate you much, and uh, tune in next time for another edition of 
Doctrine and Duty and the Say What or Today Will Shut My Mouth series. Take care. Goodbye. You've been listening to Doctrine and Duty, a podcast of Alexander Baptist Church located at 4316 Pamela Court, Chesapeake, Virginia. Join us Sundays at 10 a.m. and find us online at abch.org.